I think it was wise that I took my umbrella with me because there was barely a drizzle when I stepped out of my house, but I can hear the drops of water and uh, the sky is getting darker and darker. So something tells me that uh, this umbrella is what is going to help me record this episode of the walk without having to run back uh, for shelter. Hey, welcome to uh, to this episode of the walk in which I want to talk about something I've been doing for the entire day. Here, here comes the rain. I can hear it also in the trees and of course on the canvas of my umbrella. I've been spending a lot of time this past week on decluttering on all cylinders. So this is a mega operation um, that is perfect for these summer weeks. Um, Everything has slowed down a little bit. I don't know about your situation, but I guess that a lot of us will be currently on vacation. And if you're not out on a camping or on a tour or trip and you're wondering, you know, what should I do? Then maybe uh, going through your, your house or maybe your office or part of your environment and, uh, and declutter a bit can actually help you. It, it really did help me um, to get a bit more clarity in my life. And I think this is because the we're not just a, a pure spirit. We're, we're not angels, right? We, we also have a physical component, uh, our body, our environment, where we live. And the, the physical situation in which we live has an impact, a proven impact on our emotional state, on uh, our well-being. And so, for instance, going for a walk out here in the woods is beneficial. We know this from from scientific research, just being outside the house, um, having this fresh air, especially now that it's raining. I love to be in the woods because everything smells different. Or, or you, you smell the, the, the water, you smell the leaves and everything. And uh, it's apparently extremely beneficial to uh, your overall balance and uh, inner peace. This is one of the reasons that I love recording this this podcast every week because it gives me an impetus to go outside but this is also true for our uh, environment in-house if you currently live in parts of the world where it's very hot and you have to stay inside because that's where it's cool that's where you have air conditioning um, and you can't go outside it it really matters if you sit in a, a dark darkened house with the curtains closed or if you even the temperature of the light can can make a difference the other day I reinstalled my entire um, smart home system I have uh, these smart lights that are connected to the internet and for whatever reason it I was unable to connect to those lights which was very annoying because I wanted to go to bed and so I told my my digital assistant please turn off all the lights and then i got the message back that uh, none of my lights were uh, were reachable so i ended up having to do a full reset of everything in uh, in my smart setup which also reminded me how dependent i had become on things like simple things like turning off the lights if uh, 
for some reason the network fails and you're out of luck and I had to turn off all these lights manually. But the upside is um, I could uh, make a new start, a fresh start, and the setup that I had been using dated back several years. And in the meantime, I had replaced some of those lights and added some, and it didn't really work that well anymore. So this was a very good uh, time to kind of declutter that situation, to go through all the, all the rooms and to think in every room, you know, what kind of light do I need here? Do I need colored light? Maybe in the rooms where I film, then it's nice to have the ability to put some color, colors on the wall because it looks nicer on camera. Um, in the living room as well, it's sometimes nice to be able to create a certain mood. And then I have regular lights just on and off. And I've got these white lights that can vary the, the it's not the white balance, that's the term you use for cameras, uh, but it, it definitely the, the, the light temperature. So um, you may have, you may think like I have thought for a long time that white is white, you know, but a white bulb is not always exactly daylight color. Daylight is actually very blue um, it, when you compare it to the regular lights that we're used to. They're mostly a bit more yellow. And so um, everywhere in the house where I have to work or where I have to read, I prefer to have these variable white lights where I can change it from daylight temperature, which is very you know, bluish and apparently also has a psychological effect or even a physical effect on your brain um, in a sense that it, it wakes you up, just like stepping outside early in the morning and getting some, some sunlight on your face can accelerate um, the process in your body that wakes you up. Oh, wow. It's really starting to rain. It's beautiful here. The... Last year, here on my left, they were um, they were growing a special type of of um, wheat, I think, uh, that they then harvested manually in a very traditional way. But this year, I think they skip it so that the 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 soil can recuperate. And uh, if you if you try to, uh, yes, they even removed the. Um, the plaque on with the with the explanation what they grew, grew here last year otherwise you will just uh over over tax the the ground and that's not good for whatever you want to grow here so anyway um and then in the evening i don't want that blue light and uh, a lot of us have that automatic function on their phones or or um, tablets where the color will gradually shift to a more yellow or even orange tint so that um, you don't get overly exposed to that blue light. That keeps you awake. And so um, I have the same setup in my house. And, and when I was reinstalling it, uh, I noticed that there was a new function in the app uh, that will color the light automatically, which... I hadn't discovered beforehand. So now in the morning, uh, whenever I turn on the lights, it's very bluish, uh, very bright. And then the later 
in the evening it becomes the dimmer the light will be and the more orange it will be in color and so far it's been really helpful <laughs> and then if you accidentally look at your phone um, it's it's a lot bluer than the light in the rest of the house so that was also a reminder for me to change the settings on my phone so it matches the ambient light so that's one one type of, of uh, decluttering exercise is basically not even decluttering because I didn't remove any lights but it's reorganizing and knowing exactly what you want these things to do and that is I think the secret of decluttering it's not reorganizing this is a, a mistake that I made in the in the past when I was learning how to declutter and how to simplify my life and I thought it was all about buying more containers and to learn how to neatly fold my uh, uh, my towels and and socks uh, which is something that if you if you look up information about decluttering is uh, what you will find a lot uh, but it's not reorganizing stuff it is knowing what purpose everything has in your life and this also has a spiritual dimension which I will uh, talk about a little later but knowing exactly why you have the stuff you have and then making sure that it that it helps you because ultimately our physical possessions are just tools none of them can be taken with us when we die we didn't need them before we were born so they're just tools and in, this includes money this includes everything basically that is uh, that is not you <laughs> it is here to serve us and to serve others so you have to make sure that it does and one of the big causes for me of a cluttered home where I feel overwhelmed by stuff and I don't remember where things are or I don't even know anymore why I, ha I keep certain things that is a sign that it is time for a, a re-evaluation of my possessions and to only keep what truly serves me now this is easier said than done this is of course a very broad generic theoretical <laughs> uh, principle but in practice it is a lot harder take for instance the work that I did this past week on my studio so studio is the big room where I record my podcast where I film my YouTube videos when I'm not filming outside um, I decided as I I think I shared previously that I wanted to um, get rid of all that electronic equipment all the cables the batteries the stands the microphones the lights all the stuff that I that once served a purpose that I needed for what I was doing at the time if it doesn't really serve me anymore and it's not going to in the near future I wanted to get rid of it because it was starting to really overwhelm me and as long as it was hidden in a in the closet I didn't see it so that but that's just arranging stuff that is not decluttering that is just organizing or even hiding the clutter we all have cupboards like that right I mean in a certain way the whole saying of having skeletons in the closet that's basically the same idea you have something that you should deal with but instead of doing that you hide it in the closet so you don't have to see it and nobody else can see it or maybe if you get 
visitors. I, I mean, that, when I was young and we would get visitors and they would maybe get a tour of the house, we were instructed to make sure that our rooms were tidy. And back then I was very chaotic. And since I had a ton of uh, creative projects that I usually would work on simultaneously, so this, this dates back to, to my childhood, this, this tendency that I have to work on too many projects at once, but it would all create clutter. I would have a desk full of papers because I, I at the time I loved to draw comics. I had a different corner where I was building my model airplanes. I had a, a place where I, um, where I would have stacks and stacks of comic books and, and other books that I was reading. And so if I had to clean it up, I felt like, well, no, I, ca I can't get rid of all this stuff because I need it. This is part of the, my leisure <laughs> requirements. And so what I would do is I would have two big cupboards near the door and I would just I would just cram them with all that stuff. And I would immediately, after the people had gotten the tour of the house, I would take it out again and put it back in its old place. <laughs> but those cupboards were already fill, filled with other stuff that I, that I kept or felt I need to, needed to keep uh, because, well, you never know, maybe I, I want to do this as well. So I usually had way too many projects and ideas, many of which, of course, never came to fruition. But I kept stacking up stuff just in case. Now, this is something that I think plagues a lot of us. It definitely, definitely uh, has hindered me uh, up until recently, where I would just keep all that material just in case. And because I actually felt that maybe one day I would have the, the occasion to realize that those old projects, but, and then I would need that stuff. But uh, when I was cleaning up that studio, this past week, I realized even more than before that I actually am holding, still holding on to a number of things, a number of projects that I know will never happen again. So why do I keep holding on to the tools for a project that is not going to be part of my life? And so it is, um, the, the big issue with decluttering is not a technique, not knowing how to fold stuff or how to stack it neatly, let alone buy even more stuff to organize it. This is what IKEA thrives on, you know, they always give us, they call it storage solutions. But storage solutions, if storage solutions just uh, entails buying more stuff that you then have to store, it's, it's part of the problem. <laughs> it's not a solution. That's just a marketing ploy. So the real problem, of course, and the real solution that we have to seek is spiritual in nature. And it has to do with what is my true calling in life? What uh, does God ask me to do? And it is very difficult, um, and I speak from experience, to let go of plans, of projects that you once thought was definitely in, um, in your future, but then things, circumstances change, and I explained this also last week, 
Um, it's not that God changes his mind, but we have to adapt to the change that sometimes God initiates. The Holy Spirit is, is um, I think, um, uh, the, the, the divine person that we associate the most with change. After all, he is often described as, as wind. Wind is always in motion. Or as fire. Fire is consuming, is heating up, is burning stuff, and is, <laughs> is motivating our hearts. Um, or even a bird. You know, there's no bird that sits still. Uh, birds are always chat- tweeting. I can now freely say that without breaking any copyright laws anymore <laughs> because Elon Musk no longer wants to use the word tweeting or Twitter. So, uh, but, but birds that don't tweet, birds that don't fly are dead. And so if the Holy Spirit is... Um, is is coming down on Jesus in the form of a of a bird of a dove that it means that the holy spirit is in motion i i do believe that that is in fact why sometimes in our lives our calling can can change uh because uh, the world changes and so god's plan is always the same god's plan is a, is a, is um an all uh encompassing uh, plan of love, but our role in that, of course, depends often on the uh, on the circumstances that change. So sometimes something different is necessary for God to realize His loving plan. Just because we tend to <laughs> change the world, and uh, and and so. You know, a, a good example is Pope Francis. I'm recording this while Pope Francis is in Portugal for World Youth Days. And uh, initially, after he was presented, uh, after he was elected and presented himself to the media and to the faithful, he said, I don't think I'm going to be Pope for long. But I, he, I think, even said that he estimated that it would be basically a, an interim job, three, four years, and then he may retire. But once he was Pope, he realized that the mandate that the cardinals had given him to, um, to change and reform the Curia, so the uh, governing apparatus of the church, that that actually would take way more time than he ever uh, had been able to, to gauge uh, beforehand. Plus... He felt that there, there was actually a much deeper change that was necessary, um, a conversion almost. And a conversion is not a management thing that, that happens uh, or that you can even enforce in a very short time. So he himself changed his plans and he resigned himself to the fact that he would probably have to stick around for a while. And, and he does. He's one of the oldest popes that we've had in centuries and he feels like, well, this is, I didn't think myself that this would happen, but this is what I feel that the Holy Spirit wants me to do. So I just move along with it. Uh, the Holy Spirit always creates surprises. So uh, this is what brings me uh, to the, um, the secret to decluttering on all cylinders. What I had to do this past week 
and it was both difficult but also incredibly freeing and exhilarating was to ask myself for every single object is this still serving my current mission or is this tied to something that i had to do a while ago or what i thought i may do one day but if i'm honest it is a thing of the past that ship has sailed <laughs> that ship has sailed i should say and now it is time to make room physical room in my house and that will also and i know this from experience create um, like a spiritual space it, it frees up your mind if you step into a room and it's and you know exactly what is where and why you have what you have and there's not no longer that paralysis of being overwhelmed by all the junk basically that we hold on to then it it does help you to open yourself up for whatever god is going to ask you whereas if you hold on to everything and then th th that keeps you a prisoner of the past i explained last time that uh, this is also a consideration that i have when it comes to photos i have tons and tons and tons of photos as long as they're digital it's not a problem because they i don't they don't occupy physical space but i also have a lot of photo prints and photo albums and if i'm honest they're only interesting to me to a certain extent in the sense that they trigger memories but the memories are in me not in these photos if i would hand them over to you 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 know you may recognize some of the photos from events that i shared in my podcasts or in my videos but otherwise a lot of the stuff of these photos are like i don't know who these people are and i don't know why this matters so it only matters to me which means it also frees me up to get rid of those photos and to let go and and then there is this is maybe the hardest thing to say goodbye to so my initial uh, reaction was i need to scan them all in but then i was like no that's going to take up so much precious time that i could dedicate to more important things plus i'm just doing that because i actually don't want to part with these photos and so the the trick there is to go through the piles i mean I, i'm not in favor of throwing everything away unseen but to just keep a few photos of maybe certain periods in your life that have been that have meaning to you and then and then just keep those and get rid of the rest and that this is and and then the final thing that i did uh, is to apply the Marie Kondo method of how to part with your physical possessions but i wanted to do this in a in a catholic way now you know that Marie Kondo says that you have to thank every object if you throw it away before you discard it um, you thank the object for its service so if i throw away i don't know an old teddy bear that has comforted me as a child i, I will say well thank you so much dear teddy bear for helping me get through anxious nights i'm glad you were my companion for these younger years i don't need that comfort anymore but i'm grateful for uh, what you meant to me now this is a part of the kind of the japanese is it japanese or korean background of uh, of mary kondo so it's um, i i i would say for in for my uh, catholic sensibility i would turn that into a prayer and i would thank god for having had the opportunity 
to own this object, I would thank God. I would even go over um, what I did with that particular, for instance, camera. You know, thank you for those five vacations that I, that I have been able to uh, to document with with this particular camera. Um, thank you so much for the the opportunity that I have to tell these stories and to share them with the world. It's no longer necessary, so I'm going to part with it. Um, but I trust that if I ever need anything in the future to realize your plan, that you will give me what I need, that you will grant me the tools that I need. So it's basically um, an exercise in, in gratitude, a prayer of gratitude, and also a prayer of confidence, of trust in God, which is a really good counterbalance to the anxiety that I feel, still feel, because it's not easy to part with things that once were very important to me. So that is what I would like to share with you. I have more to share, which I will do um, in the rest of this walk for my patrons. Um, so if you would like to listen to the extra mile or the extra miles, then uh, take a look at patreon.com slash Father Roderick and um, uh, you will see how you can get access to the extra content that I make as a thank you to those of you that support me. Hope you enjoyed this. I hope this was helpful and keep subscribed for more. Talk to you soon. God bless.